Blanco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. Everybody, welcome to the premiere episode of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. I'm really excited to get this show going. This has been uh, a long time coming uh, in discussions with Russ and Normal, just trying to get uh, get together and figure out how to put our best foot forward and get a show going. So you are now listening to the premiere episode. We're very excited. My uh, producer Mike G and I say hello, Mike G. Hey, everybody. All right, there's Mike. And uh, I guess a little background is in order. Um, My name is Danny Danko. I have been the cultivation editor, reporter, photographer here at High Times since uh, about 2004. I started working here in 2002, so I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary. I've been to numerous cannabis cups, judged uh, many of the cannabis cups over in Amsterdam, as well as now uh, here in the United States. We've had some... Uh, two in in California and one in Denver, and uh, I write the top ten strains article every year in December uh, since about 2005, and all the you know Nico Escondido, my colleague and I are responsible for pretty much uh, you know most of the grow and cultivation related content in the magazine, uh, from hydroponics to beginner growing to lighting specials and gear write ups. Uh, we're pretty much uh, we're responsible for about half the content in the magazine typically and we're you know we're just excited to teach people how to grow marijuana that's really ultimately where we come from and that's why the show is called free weed because uh not only can nobody resist free weed but we want to teach people how to grow their own and cultivate their own cannabis which actually makes it pennies on the dollar once you think about it so i figured who could resist free weed you know and so the title of the show is Free Weed, and our idea is to free weed so that people aren't paying $50, $60 an eighth for medicine or for, for you know, a herb that can be grown fairly cheaply. So that's been my goal for a number of years, and that's why I decided to go with uh, Free Weed. <laughs> and, you know, that's the, that's, we're excited about the the show. We, uh, we're going to have some politics on the show. We've got an interview today with uh, Mason Tavert from Colorado, from Safer, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We've got some cultivation stuff, of course, because the focus of the show is to teach people how to grow. So we're going to have some stuff about propagation. Since it's the first show, we figured we'd start at the beginning. So seeds, clones, uh, popping seeds and, and rooting clones and that sort of stuff getting started. Uh, we also are going to take uh, take a look at some news, and uh, we have an interview with Kyle Cushman, my uh, mentor here at High Times, one of the uh, cultivation reporters before me here, and uh, actually the guy who, in in a lot of ways, inspired me to get started growing with some of his articles in the early 90s. So we're excited to talk to Kyle Cushman. He's got a lot going on with veganics and super cropping. He's been doing a lot of grow seminars and stuff. So we figure we'll do some news. We've got uh, interviews with people from 
the political and activism sector as well as uh, growers and people known for their cultivation. I uh, also want to mention uh, that song that you heard, our title song, is called Free Weed. That's the theme to the show. It's performed by Winstrong, a performer from Northern California, a reggae artist, and DJ Jacques, uh, written by Winstrong and DJ Jacques of the WBLK sound system. And the drum song is... Uh, the drum song is Rhythm Relic by Dandress of Revolution Sound. So we're really excited about that. I've, I've only listened to that song a couple of times, and it's already really stuck in my head. So I have a, I have a feeling people are going to enjoy that. We're really happy that uh, Jacques and Winstrong and Dandress were able to help us out with that. And so without further ado, uh, we're going to get into the Free Weed segment by talking a little bit about what's going on with the news right now. Uh, just today's New York Times here, I see in Mexico, they found 148 acres of marijuana growing in Durango State. And they found 44 tons of harvested marijuana, as well as a processing lab and five camps for workers and guards. Uh, this is on the heels of two weeks ago, soldiers finding a 300-acre field in Baja, California. Now the the first one I mentioned, they're estimating at $133 million. So if that doesn't point to the futility of prohibition at this point, then I don't know what does. I mean, they have these 300-acre fields. You can imagine how many people must be getting paid off down there for these fields to be able to exist. And yeah, they busted them, but all that really means is they're not paying the right people or something because they don't have to complete a lot of... Uh, a cross-border, you know, smuggling to make money because they're producing that stuff for nothing over there. And it's all the more reason, on top of all the violence that's happened, thousands and thousands of deaths since 2006, since a big, uh, you know, push against the traffickers. I mean, clearly, if we take marijuana out of their hands, we hit them much stronger than any kind of violent act that we could even uh, envisioned. So uh, that's my, my story on the Mexico thing. It's just such a tragedy. What a beautiful country with amazing people and somehow our politics and our issues with drugs end up you know, meddling so much in, in their situation that they're willing to kill each other over just dollars and, and pennies. Uh, because of our desire for their drugs and because of our guns that we send down there, it's really a shame. And I think there's a lot of other countries in the same boat, uh, including Colombia, which is just a beautiful country with amazing natural resources and, and, and incredible people. And our, our war on drugs has been just a disaster for, for decades to that country and really is just uh, really quite a shame. Uh, in other news, um, our governor here in New York, uh, Andrew Cuomo, son of Mario, has recently come out and said that uh, he's reevaluating his position on medical marijuana in New York. And this is uh, much of the doing of State Senator Diane Savino. So I'd really, I'd like to, uh, you know, definitely praise her for her work. Uh, she's a senator from uh, from Staten Island. And she made a personal appeal to Governor Cuomo to reconsider the measure, uh, invoking the memory of her parents, who both died of cancer. So 
Uh, I really want to send a shout out to her if you're in New York and you're a, a you know, big healed donor. <laughs> send her some dough. Um, her name is Diane Savino. She's really pushing the medical marijuana bill in New York. And I, I think once we get something here in New York, um, that'll pretty much you know, be the end of uh, a lot of the opposition from other states, I think, because it's a vast state and uh, it would quickly become quite a big issue here. So hopefully that will, will go down. So we're excited about Cuomo. Um, also, in celebrity news, rapper Waka Flocka Flame was arrested in Queens, New York uh, this past Saturday for criminal possession of marijuana. Uh, it's fun to say his name, Waka Flocka Flame, but at the same time, this uh, arrest highlights this incredible racial disparity that we have in our laws and this epidemic of uh, police misconduct in a lot of ways here in New York. The telling statistic is that New York City arrests and jails more people for minor marijuana possession than any other city in the United States. Something like 50,000 people a year. Okay, And 86% of those people arrested for marijuana possession in New York City are black and Latino. And I think it's really an outrage in this day and age that this is going on. And we need people to join normal and end this type of incredibly racist policies that we have instituted right now in 2011 by Mayor Bloomberg, who himself has admitted to smoking marijuana and he enjoyed it. That's a quote from him in New York Magazine. So for him to be continuing these policies uh, of Giuliani-era arrests is incredibly insensitive. And, you know, he's one of us. He's a smoker himself. And so he really, as of all people, should turn that, uh, turn that around. Uh, in positive news, however, there is history being made right now in Colorado. The campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol is a historic effort that's going to be on the ballot in 2012. They're collecting signatures now for a statewide ballot initiative that will end marijuana prohibition in the state of Colorado. And luckily, here for our first show, we have the executive director of SAFER, Mason Tavert, on our show to talk about this new campaign. Mason, uh, really glad to have you on the show. Uh, I don't know if you know, but the show is called Free Weed from Danny Danko. So uh, on the one hand, we're trying to teach people how to cultivate, but at the same time, we want them to set the goal to actually free the weed. And, and I know that that's something you're, you've been involved in for a while. And uh, I want to find out a little more about what's going on in Colorado. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Sounds like the uh, start of a great show. So, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so right now you guys are working on a statewide ballot initiative to basically end prohibition in the November 2012 election, right? Uh, that is correct. We have a statewide measure that would basically make it legal for adults to possess and grow uh, limited amounts of marijuana. Uh, it allows for those amounts to be increased uh, whenever the people feel it's appropriate. It also uh, establishes a system in which marijuana can be produced and sold just like alcohol is. Um, and then, of course, we also included a part of it that will allow for industrial hemp to be grown and processed and distributed as well. 
Wow, that's really cool. Um, and the alcohol thing, I mean, I, I know that comes from uh, you as executive director of Safer, which is Safer Alternative for Enjoyable Recreation, really uh, um, pushed the idea of cannabis or, or marijuana being safer than alcohol. And I, I, I always found that to be a, a really great argument and something that that uh, I was really happy to hear when, you know, you guys took off. And it's amazing what you've been able to accomplish in that in that amount of time. Yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, the, the safer message really has resonated uh, here in Colorado and elsewhere, but uh, we've really saturated the airwaves, uh, so to speak, here in Colorado with that message. And as people hear it, more and more um, that marijuana is safer than alcohol, and they hear from their friends and their employers and, you know, their colleagues that they agree that it's safer than alcohol. I mean, it really kind of gets people thinking, and, and now we're at a point where we feel there's going to be a majority in support of, of making it a legal substance that uh, we allow people to use in a similar fashion. Oh, that's really exciting. And, and like you said, there's uh, there's language in there to allow for it to expand as well. And I know there's there's been some naysayers and stuff that you're always going to have that. Um, I'm not going to get into any of that because uh, I'm just not interested in it. I don't want to give that, that, that many sort of credibility. But you also do have a bunch of widely recognized reform organizations on board, including uh, MPP, Marijuana Policy Project, Drug Policy Alliance, Normal, uh, SSDP, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, Just Say Now. I mean, that really seems like a coalition of uh, all the major uh, uh, organizations that are looking to end marijuana prohibition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've really got a larger coalition from the start than we've ever really seen. Uh, all these organizations recognized there was something big happening here in Colorado, and we got together and, and really worked from the ground up in terms of writing an initiative that everyone agrees is the strongest initiative possible and really working together to figure out what organizations can help in what areas. Obviously, Students for Sensible Drug Policy is going to be really helpful when it comes to organizing college students, law enforcement against prohibition, when it comes to getting former law enforcement officers to come out and talk about why this is a good idea. And, uh, of course, the two largest marijuana reform groups in Colorado, which is Safer and Sensible Colorado. So we have buy-in, really, from tens of thousands of people in the state and around the country as well. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And right now you're in the process of uh, the petition drive, so you're trying to get signatures. Um, now, how can people get involved and help out, uh, people in Colorado and also people elsewhere? Yeah, um, well, yeah, you're exactly right. We are currently in the process of the petition drive. We need to collect about 86,000 valid signatures of registered voters here. So that means we're really shooting for about 140,000 just to ensure that we have enough that are valid. Uh, certainly not an easy task. So uh, there's two ways people can really help right now. Number one, if they're in Colorado or going to be in Colorado, get in touch. Our, our website is regulatemarijuana.org, and we'd love to get you a petition, show you what to do, get you out there helping out. We've got all sorts of ways to help out. And then, of course, um, you know, the other way that people can always help, especially if they're not in Colorado, is by donating. And by that, I don't necessarily even mean donating hundreds of dollars, but even if it's $5, $10, $5 a month, whatever it is, it, it goes a long way. And, you know, if you're not able to donate, you can also do something like sending around an email to people mentioning that this campaign is going on and you hope they'll support it. 
notify your friends in Colorado that it's going on. And of course, you can always follow the campaign by signing up online on our website, regulatemarijuana.org, or via Facebook, and following along and helping us spread the word. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's really exciting. I'm really uh, I'm gonna get behind that as well on Twitter and Facebook, and I hope people will do whatever they can. Um, sometimes uh, people do like phone calls where they call uh, relatives and friends that might happen to live in Colorado and try to encourage them to support it, whether they consume cannabis or not. I think it's really important to get this thing passed and and to uh, take these steps to get towards the complete end of marijuana prohibition and these this is a step forward it's really exciting and uh you know i i especially approve of the fact that people can grow their own and and they're not going to be taxed on what they personally grow for their own person right yeah that's correct right now they'll be able to grow up to six plants which is on par with colorado's current medical marijuana law mm-hmm. and of course a lot of people would recognize hey you know uh, why can't i grow seven plants, or 10 or 15. And obviously, right now, the, the, the clear answer is that it'll lose if we increase it by more than six. Yeah, I mean, and you've done your you, but you, you've done your polling. You've done your polling, and you know, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of people have this pie-in-the-sky idea of what we can accomplish, and I think um, you have a really realistic view, and I want to encourage you to just keep going, and, and we're really excited. High Times is going to do everything we can to help out, and uh, I'm just amazed that you were able to get all those uh, organizations to work together to pass this thing, and I think you're going to make history. I'm really excited about it. Hey, well, I appreciate it, man. We, we appreciate High Times' support and look forward to working with you guys because it's going to take everyone – as you mentioned, all these organizations, but also all the businesses and all the publications and really everyone just coming together and, and helping to make history here because we have we have the opportunity right in front of us. Right on. Well, thanks a lot, Mason. Thanks for being on my premiere show. I've been uh, a big fan of, of your work for a long time, and, and I'm, I'm happy to say uh, to call you a friend, and, and, and I know you're working really hard, and I'm going to try to encourage people to help you out in any way possible. Keep up the good fight, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Danny. Feelings mutual all around. Right on. Thanks. Welcome back to Free Weed with Danny Danko, presented by High Times Magazine. Uh, Really excited to get into the free weed part of things right now and talk about propagation, which is basically germinating seeds or taking clones in order to provide yourself with the right plant material to flower out and create your buds that you're going to later on be smoking. So... This all begins with quality genetics. Now, whether you're growing from clone or from seed, it is important to have high-quality genetics that you're working with. Uh, Unless you're just a beginner and you want to start out with some bag seed to sort of learn the ropes. But really, you want quality genetics from the start, in my opinion. So get your hands on some quality seeds or some clones from a known source that don't have uh, any diseases or pests or anything involved and that you know go back to the original uh, genetics or lineage of that strain and 
you will talk about some strains in the in, uh, later on. Um, if you're growing indoors, you need a decent grow light. You can't do this under, um, you know, heat lamps or or you know any kind of crappy lighting. You need at at minimum you need a bank of fluorescence, and hopefully you're going to go with HID lighting, high intensity discharge lighting, which is metal halide and high pressure sodium lighting. Those typically you find in uh, 100 watt, 250s, 400s, 600s, and thousands. So if you're just starting out, you know the 250 or the 400 is a nice, good beginner light. It covers you know three to four feet of space and won't create too much heat, uh, which can be an issue with the larger 600 and 1,000 watt lights. Anyways, now that you've got your seeds, you want to germinate them, and in order to do that. They have to be put into your growing medium. Now, I like to moisten the medium beforehand. We just typically, uh, in the past, would use a soilless mix of some sort, like peat moss mixed with uh, perlite and that sort of thing, and moisten it first. Then you poke that hole uh, about a maybe a quarter to a half inch down into the medium, drop the seed in, and lightly tamp it down so that the seed is covered. And at that point, you really just want to have moisture and heat. So uh, I, I always recommend uh, a heat mat underneath the tray and a moisture dome above the tray. So that way, you've got your heat coming from below, and you've got the humidity above. And you put that under a nice uh, bank of T5s, uh, which are fluorescent lights that can come right down almost touching the dome. And you'll see very quickly that the humidity level will be such that uh, there will be condensation on the outside of your clear moisture dome. And that's a good thing because that uh, ensures that there's enough moisture there. Uh, outdoors, when you're planting seeds for outdoors, it's really a question of timing, you know, indoors, you're ready to you're ready to veg and flower whenever, but outdoors you're sort of at the mercy of the sun's uh, schedule. So, the time you want to plant seeds outdoors is the early spring, even the late winter if you've got them indoors incubating before you're going to put them outdoors uh, after the first frost or once the um, you know once the temperature gets to be such that they won't die outside and the light is enough that they'll vegetate. Uh, I just like to uh, germinate seeds right into the medium that they're going to be growing in. Some people will soak them in water or paper towels and let them pop that way and then sort of gently uh, somehow place them with the root down into their medium, but I find that you're going to have a lot more damage that way and the plant really gets a better start at life when it hasn't been messed with in that way. So when you start it in the medium that it's going, going to be growing in and then once you see some roots popping out the bottom and the, and the plant has come out, you could transplant into a larger container for the vegetative stage. We got a great video about propagation on hightimes.com that uh, we recently taped which is how to germinate seeds. You can just search for that on there. I've got a whole video there that describes how to germinate seeds. So this is the first step in getting your free weed is propagation, germination, and learning about cloning and mother plants. This is 
long before you're making buds, long before you're learning how to make hash or anything like that. Uh, and remember, the most important thing, quality genetics. Start with good seeds and you'll, you'll be able to reveal their full potential. But if you use uh, bag seed or crappy genetics, you can't really get incredible top-notch connoisseur quality bud, you know, like the aficionado quality, or especially if you're a medical patient and you want to target specific uh, illnesses or ailments, you really want to know that the strain is exactly what it is. Speaking of getting great genetics, uh, that allows me to introduce our segment called Strain of the Week. And these strains we're going to take out of uh, my official High Times Field Guide to Marijuana Strains. This is a book that I wrote uh, filled with Cannabis Cup winners and Top 10 Strain Award winners and all kinds of uh, over 130 different cannabis varieties in the book, all available, almost all available in seed form for the grower or the patient. So uh, really proud of that. And we're going to start off with our premiere episode. The first strain, we're going to start with Dr. Grinspoon from Barney's Farm. Okay, this strain's named in honor of uh, noted cannabis researcher and author Dr. Lester Grinspoon. Uh, he's a Harvard Medical School professor whose advocacy and writing in defense of marijuana spans four decades. He wrote Marijuana Reconsidered, uh, Marijuana the Forbidden Drug, and I'm also uh, actually very proud to consider him a friend and uh, a major mentor as far as how to approach ending marijuana prohibition. And what's interesting about this strain is it's really a pure sativa. This one has a really long flowering time of 13 to 14 weeks, and it's, it's, a, it's an heirloom sativa, quite rare to find in seed form, actually. Um, Barney's Farm discovered this allegedly in, uh, in a block of hash. They did the original seed, uh, some of the finest hash that had ever hit Holland. So dairy, dairy keeps it pretty secret. Um, you know, what the origins of this strain are, but it's really an intense sativa. Um, I, I would even warn, uh, you know, newbies or, or beginner smokers uh, to be careful because sometimes the high is very strong and energetic and that sativa uh, strains like this can really induce racing hearts and panic attacks if you're expecting something, a different type of experience. A lot of uh, heart racing and, and really cerebral kind of uh, activity that you get from smoking it. Doesn't look like much, very uh, kind of wispy buds uh, that take very long time to form and develop. So growers really don't like it so much uh, as a product for them to produce, but for the connoisseur and the smoker, it really is incredible, uh, really wonderful head stash. And, and expert growers um, really should be growing pure sativas alongside their uh, hybrids and, and indica dominant plants. Um, I just, I'm really fond of this one. It's one of the nicest pure sativas you can get in Amsterdam at the coffee shops at Barney's Farm or Barney's Coffee Shop. And it's, uh, it's just really amazing, really great for going out and visiting uh, the museums there, the Rijksmuseum or the Van Gogh Museum or uh, taking a walk in the park. It's just, uh, can't emphasize how much uh, of a pure sativa high, very electric kind of feeling that you get from it. So, and the fact that it's named for Lester Grinspoon is just amazing because he has just been uh, an incredible advocate for us. And I mean, just the idea of having a Harvard Medical School professor who uh, was friends with Carl Sagan and all of these um, people 
actually working on our behalf and, and, and speaking very eloquently about cannabis as a treatment for autism and all, all kinds of other uh, medical problems. He's really, really at the cutting edge of that. So uh, Dr. Grinspoon from Barney's Farm, Pure Sativa. Um, the other thing I would mention about Pure Sativas like this is even though they have a flowering time that says 14 weeks, there are several harvest windows. So you can take, uh, you can take sections of the plant down at 10 weeks, uh, then a little bit at 12 weeks, and then at 14 weeks. And, and, and all three of those will have uh, varying degrees uh, of the way that they affect you. And so it's interesting sometimes to, to, take, to take them down within those harvest windows and compare the results. All right, uh, that leads us into our Dear Danko segment. This is a section of High Times that I was lucky enough to take over uh, for Jorge Cervantes. He uh, handpicked me as his successor, which I couldn't be more uh, honored and proud uh, of that, and he wrote a very nice, uh, very nice introduction for my first column. I was um, really touched and moved by that. So uh, I used to read this column for years and this is where you know you can get your question answered. And now you know with this show, we're hoping that you'll send your questions in. Uh, we want to do it live eventually, but you can tweet me at Danny Danko or uh, go on my Facebook and ask the question. I can't answer it face to face uh, or over the phone because then I'm in uh, conspiracy or something. But if I if I answer them on the show to a lot of people, then that's fine. So. Without further ado, our first question, it comes from Diamond D, and this is his question. Dear Danny, I have what some might call a high-class problem. My buds keep growing so big that the branches fall down. What can I do to avoid sagging and breaking branches? Thanks for all your help over the years. All right, well, Diamond D, there's uh, several ways to avoid this problem. Uh, it is indeed a high-class problem with sagging and breaking plant limbs and it can actually really affect your yield pretty heavily in the end. So uh, the first thing I would suggest is preventative, toughening up the branches as they're growing. Now you can do this using wind from fans or by lightly beating them up as my old buddy uh, Easy Gene would say. Uh, he basically uses a stick like an old hockey stick and sort of gently uh, at the top level of the canopy uh, rubs it back and forth uh, bending but not breaking the branches and you'll see they come back pretty quickly after that but they come back stronger and if you do that as the plant is growing vegetative uh, you'll find that the plants uh, the branches will be get thicker and they'll be able to hold bigger buds uh, you're basically at that point you're simulating the trials and tribulations of, of what hap would happen to the plant outdoors with wind and rain and storms, um, outdoor plants tend to be a lot tougher. So you want to you want to reinforce their toughness indoors because they don't get uh, beat up as much. Um, the other way is to use a trellising system uh, to keep your heavy branches standing. Now screen of green growing method, you put that up before the plants even grow through it and then you, you guide the plants through the screen of chicken wire or whatever you're using as a trellis. Question number two comes from Brian. He says, hi there. Do you have any ideas on the best indica strain for making oil to be ingested when treating cancer? I have a relative I'd like to make it for, but I'm not sure which variety is the best raw material to use. Much thanks. Well, dear Brian, uh, you know, best wishes for a speedy recovery to your ailing family member. Um, you know, one day the many wonders of, of cannabis will be recognized by the medical establishment. Until then, we're going to continue to fight to end marijuana prohibition and get the proper testing done to reveal all these secrets that are still out there. So, 
the plant has a lot of healing potential. Now you're asking about indica dominant strains. Uh, to explain to our viewers, there's indica dominant and sativa dominant strains. And indica dominant strains that I'd recommend for making oil would include uh, Hindu Kush is a good one, MK Ultra, that's a great one, uh, LA Confidential. Uh, if you're planning on making your own oil though, please be sure to follow all the instructions explicitly because it's, uh, it's quite a dangerous process and you want to know exactly what you're doing and you want to do it outdoors and really become an expert on that before you start uh, trying to produce cannabis oil uh, with a solvent because there are plenty of solventless ways to do this as well. So keep that in mind uh, and be careful and good luck. So we're, yep, be careful and good luck. Question number three comes from Bob S who asks, I'm growing indoors under four 600 watt lights. What's your opinion about misting plants with water to emulate rain? Is this a good or bad idea? Also, how often should I mist and during which part of the grow cycle? Thanks. Well, Bob, I do believe in misting plants. This is basically what we refer to as foliar feeding. Uh, you do this with either water or with a mild nutrient solution, and it's really a great idea to do this. Uh, during the vegetative stage of growth is when you really want to emphasize your foliar feeding. Once the buds start flowering, you're going to have a lot more problems with uh, buds retaining the moisture that you put out there and you could have problems with mildew and mold and things that you want to avoid. But the vegetative stage is really the time when you can foliar feed. And one of my favorite things to do with foliar feeding is make an aerated compost tea. And basically this just involves steeping compost in water and oxygenating it for about 24 hours. All the beneficial bacteria and microbes multiply through, through the adding of that oxygen and then you dilute that to about the consistency of uh, like a weak iced tea and you spray that stuff all on the tops and the bottoms of all your vegetating leaves. It feeds them a mild nutrient solution. It also protects them from uh, all kinds of pests, mold. It really strengthens the plant. And if you think about pests, they want to attack the yellow yellowing leaves. They want to attack dying leaves, not fully great leaves. That's why the yellow sticky traps that you find in, uh, in grow rooms are yellow because that's what insects are attracted to, the dying leaf. So if you keep all your plants healthy and vibrant and green with this aerated compost tea, it's almost like you've, you're protecting them with a, a force field or a barrier against pests, against uh, molds, and against powdery mildew and all kinds of ailments. So you're really keeping your plants healthy. The uh, water will drip down and feed the roots as well. The stress, the light stress that they, uh, that they get from having the heavy water on the leaves will strengthen the plant. It's basically a, a great thing. It's a force field that you create around your plant that discourages all the, all the problems that might arise. Um, always apply any foliar feed early in your daytime or your day cycle because you don't want to do this right before your lights go off. The problem there is that uh, it won't evaporate the water and it won't absorb and it'll just cause uh, high uh, humidity and problems with mold and powdery mildew and things. So you want to do it early in the day. And the other really important thing is to protect your bulbs from any spray hitting them because it could really be catastrophic if you don't have uh, you know, a reflector or something that keeps this, the water mist from hitting your bulbs. They could either explode 
or uh, deteriorate the coating on the bulbs that protects you from some of the harmful light. So uh, definitely either raise your lights if you don't have those glass shields as high as you can so they don't get dripped on, uh, or use a reflector with, with a glass shield so that the water can't get in there. Um, and always remember, cease foliar feeding once uh, the flowers have begun forming. All right, well that uh, concludes the Dear Danko section. Uh, definitely want you to tweet, your, tweet me your questions, at Danny Danko, uh, put them up on my Facebook or the High Times Facebook. I'm always looking for questions to put in print and you might get your question answered on the air. Um, you know, pick up our September issue for more Dear Danko and a ton of other stuff that we've got in there. A lot of product reviews, we've got vaporizer reviews, a lot of cool stuff going on in that September issue of High Times. It's the one with the green cover and some grow products on the cover. Um, and uh, another, that leads me into another segment that we're gonna go into after the break where we're gonna talk to a High Times staffer and find out a little more about what the people over here do in order to make this magazine happen and to make uh, people more aware of cannabis. So we're going to be talking to Craig. He's the head of our IT department, our web, and our uh, digital editions of the magazine. And we're going to talk about some of the new innovations in high times. So that will be after the break. Hey, this is Willie Nelson for Norman. And I smoke pot and I like it a lot. I learned a long time ago that marijuana is a lot safer than alcohol. There's nothing wrong with the responsible use of marijuana by adults. It's time we stopped arresting and started respecting those who smoke marijuana responsibly. To learn what you can do to help, contact Normal at NORML.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL. Alrighty, I am here with uh, Craig. He is the IT director here at High Times. He's in charge of our our website and our all of our uh, electronics here. Welcome, Craig. Thank you, Danny. How you doing, man? Great, great. Uh, yeah, I'm look, I was looking forward to having you on to explain some of the uh, new interactive stuff we're doing uh, to sort of uh, integrate the website and the, the magazine. And one of those things I've noticed at the end of some of these articles um, are these... Uh, the Microsoft tags. The Microsoft tags. We yeah. were calling them chiclets, but the, it's yeah. a tag, um, and you can download uh, an app for your phone for free. Yeah, that's right. If right? you go into the iTunes App Store and look for Microsoft tag, it's just a piece of software you put in the phone, and you could scan these little icons in the magazine, and it'll play a video that has to do with the content on the page. Right. So this one here, this is an insane clown posse interview in the magazine. And then uh, all you really do is you, you, you bring up that app on your phone and you point it at that uh, Microsoft tag. And then you can watch the interview as well. And uh, so it gives you the sort of a video component to the magazine, right? Yeah, that's right. And these things are not just being used in magazines right now. I'm starting to see them like on product packaging with videos on how to use the products and things like that. Yeah, advertisements in the subway and things like that too, right? I yes. see them a lot. And uh, so that's a big new thing. Also, uh, we do now we do a digital version of the magazine as well. So if people are listening in places where they can't get a High Times that's magazine right, yeah. for whatever reason, uh, how, how would they go about getting a digital subscription? Well, 
if you go to the homepage, hightimes.com, or if you go to hightimes.com slash digital edition, um, you can sign up for the digital ed edition. It's really good for, like, dorm rooms or if you still live with your mom or if you live in Australia or something like that. <laughs> Maybe you can't have high times laying around your room for whatever reason. Um, the digital edition is really cool because you can search for keywords in the magazine. If you have an archive of, you know, dozens of magazines, you could search for certain articles or let's say spider mites or something like that so and it's actually interactive i think if there's a web address or anything in there you can yeah click it, it'll on all it. click through to wherever it should go into the internet that is pretty cool and uh you know obviously we're saving money on ink and printing and all of that and people can have that on their ipad or their yeah i know, actually think it looks better on the ipad than on paper i mean the you art can zoom in freak out about that. <laughs> I believe so. You can zoom in on pictures and things. Yeah, yeah. The DPI goes a lot higher on the iPad than you can possibly do on paper. Wow, that's pretty interesting. And as far as uh, uh, the website goes, we've got hightimes.com. We've got 420.com. Uh, we've got the misshightimes.com uh, yeah. for the co competition there. And, uh, and headlines, I guess, that's really sort of where the web comes in so handy compared with the magazine is that you yeah. get the news Deadline, Print deadlines are a problem for us. Uh, it used to be that this magazine was very news-driven, but the Internet kind of changed all that. Uh, if you are interested in breaking news, hightimes.com is a much better place for you to get that information in the magazine. Cool, yeah, um, and so the headline section there, and people can comment on these articles as well, which is pretty interesting. Uh, we get a lot of uh, of intelligent commentary, and then every once in a while we get some of the craziness, but um, I guess that's how it is with anything. Um, now, is there anything else uh, that you know we're promoting on the digital side, or, or any kind of uh, interesting new things you could talk about? Yeah, we're we have a lot of things in the work. Before the ending of this year, we'll have a new website, medical.hightimes.com. It's it's not live right now, but it will be a place where the medical community can come for information about finding doctors or plant limits or grow techniques that are specific to medical environments, that sort of stuff. It'll just be a place for the medical community to go. Um, we're also in the process of redesigning CannabisCup.com, MedicalCannabisCup.com, or make that MedCanCup.com to kind of showcase the strains and the competitors for those events on the internet and to bring you guys, the audience, more up-to-date and accurate information about the medicine that's out there on the market. Right, with the yeah. test results and everything. Exactly. I've also heard that uh, the cups in the future are going to be uh, live blogged and 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 gonna be sort of an experience where if you're not uh, if you're not at the event you can still participate online uh, live. Yeah, that's and I know uh, Normal does that from their from their table, and I think uh, we're gonna end up uh, doing some some live blogging and and things of that nature for the website. That's right. We have some partners we're gonna be working with for the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam, who will be putting the whole event uh, on. In online as a web experience, you'll be able to travel around the venue floor and look at the booths and explore the products that are on display and watch the shows, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Um, now, as far as uh, free weed, this uh, this podcast, are, are people going to be able to find episodes of this on hightimes.com? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, starting with this show and going forward, we'll be cataloging all these shows on hightimes.com slash freeweed. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Hightimes.com slash freeweed. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Craig, for coming on and explaining uh, some of that stuff for us less tech-savvy folks. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all works out. Excellent. Nice talking to you, Danny. All right. Now we're going to take a quick little smoke break. And when we come back, I'll be talking to legendary cannabis cultivation pro Kyle Cushman himself. So stick around. All right, talking to uh, Mr. Kyle Cushman, empresario and uh, cannabis extraordinarily awesome dude. <laughs> uh, just wanted to say hi and thank you for being on the show. What's up, my brother? Brother <laughs> yeah, from man. another mother plant. Brother from another mother plant, yeah. I'm excited to have you on, uh, especially on this premiere episode because uh, really you're quite pivotal for me being in the position that I'm in. You're, uh, you know, you're thanked in my book as uh, one of my mentors, along with Jorge Cervantes and Lester Grinspoon. And it was really you that kind of convinced me that this was something that I could pull off. And now, you know, I've got a career and a book and and a radio show to show for it. So uh, I want to say thank you. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. You can see me smiling, can't you? <laughs> I can see you on the Skype video. It's you great. can see me, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Thank you so much, man. Oh. Um, you know, but I'm going to tell you the same thing that was said to me by John Holmstrom after I walked in his office and Stephen Hager and Chris Simonek had just decided to hire me. And I walked into John Holmstrom's office and he goes, how did it go? I go, they hired me. And he said, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And I feel the same way with you, bro. You're doing such a good job. And uh, and just keep it up, man. Uh, this is just the beginning. Wow, man. I really appreciate it. Like even before we, we ever worked together, um, some of your articles in the mid-90s, I was, I was mentioning earlier, actually really did inspire me to grow and inspire me to grow organically and to grow better and, and, and just have a, a higher quality product. And actually – honestly just take pride in the product and not not take pride in the profit but in the actual product and and I thought that that was something that really resonated in your writing and so I appreciate that you're really <laughs> just touching home man because <laughs> that is what it's all about I know so many people and 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 I'm not a hater everybody has a right to their own path but mine wasn't the dollar mine was I really didn't know what mine was, and High Times was really pivotal in helping me figure that out. I didn't know that I was supposed to be an educator or an activist or a teacher until I started working for High Times. And right. so this, this whole big circle of amazing, you know, you know we're, we're helping develop and forward our culture that our children can grow up in. Mm-hmm. Well, in keeping with that same uh, theme of the product, I think um, something you've been touting a lot recently is veganic growing, which is really um, beyond organic. This is like using only plant material, no animal material. Can you explain uh, a little bit more about how that's accomplished and also why why someone would want to do that? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to start by saying that uh, by spreading the word of veganics, my intention is not to outdo, to 
uh, pardon the pun, poo-poo on organics. Organics is wonderful. I grew organically for 20 years, and that's the basis of all the knowledge of growing that I have and that I've shared in the past. Veganics is relatively new to me. It's not a new science. I didn't discover it. It just kind of discovered me about two, little over two years ago. And the reason that I got into it, besides being suggested it by a friend of mine, uh, Hippie Ray, yeah. he suggested that Canada just came out with these new products and because he, he, he actually lives a vegan lifestyle. And I was really, I was always happy with the organics, but, you know, I've been doing it for so long, I thought I'd give something else a shot. And what I found was that the only way to truly grow in a residue-free, to end up with a residue-free medium after growing in a closed, in, in containers, indoors, is through veganic nutrition. And that's the real key. Because when you're growing outside and the roots have all kinds of room to stretch out and spread, you don't get residue. There's no such thing as residue outdoors. The roots continue to expand and, and things like that. But when you're inside and your roots are limited and the media is limited to everything that you put in and everything that, that it decomposes into and all of the residues that are left behind, that's what led me to veganics. It's residue free. Yeah. And so even the burnability of the final product is residue free because I see that that bud grown veganically burns to just such a clean white ash that really is just a wispy kind of like dust rather than that kind of harsh uh, coal kind of thing that you get out of like chemical hydro bud never quite burns properly but I find that the the veganic bud just burns really properly and the true flavor the essence of the flower is revealed it is it it, it carries through it's you know, you are what you eat and your plant is what it eats. And although organics are wonderful, if you're growing in a container and or you don't have time to fully properly flush, you know, it, it's this is such a deep subject for me because it's continually evolving. And, and what I find now is that even the best organics to me seems harsh. <laughs> it, it just because the, the cells of the plant that are built with a nutrient uh, food or nutrition that has heavy metals in it, even in such small micro quantities, it, it makes it so that the, the, the material actually burns at a hotter temperature. And the veganics actually burns at a lower temperature. That helps make it smoother. And that's what makes the ash so white. There's nothing, there's no residue left behind whatsoever. Now, what what sort of products do you consider? I mean, not. I mean, I, you mentioned canna, but I mean, in general, what what is a veganic product that you would put? You know, a veganic. The only thing you want to be careful of is there's a lot of veganic products out there that are labeled veganic, but but are basically uh, chemically based. So they're fifty percent or more uh, uh, des designed with chemical nutrients, which these days can be omri-listed. Um, I mean, come on, you can mine a mineral from the earth and minimally process it, just hydrolyze it or solubilize it, and that's a, that's a natural and organic product, technically. 
really organic means it has to at one time have been living. But uh, you can get an OMRI listing on uh, naturally mined minerals. So are we talking about are we talking about uh, liquid seaweed and things like that? Um, kelp, right? Things, that's what compost we're teas or uh, um, obviously things like bone meal and blood meal, which could potentially be considered organic, are definitely not a part of veganics, right? No, actually, all slaughterhouse products are extremely verboten. <laughs> so no fish, no no liquid fish. No well, bone meal and no blood meal, obviously. And then, so you're talking about kelps and compost teas and things like that? Right. Uh, rock phosphate is a good source of phosphorus. And uh, the main basis for uh, veganic nutrition is plants. And um, it's right now, there's only a few companies that I know of, Canna being the main one and the highest quality one, that is taking large volumes of plant matter waste product essentially, farm waste scraps, and turning it into a valuable product. Um, and uh, right now, uh, I, I can, I, I'd like to mention that I've been working with an organic chemist from Canada, and he's designing a veganic nutrient line for me nice. that, is, that is going to be 100% of my specifications, and it is in testing right now. And hopefully within a few months, we'll be able to start releasing some samples of it. And uh, I, I thank the Canna Company for leaving an opening in the market because I, I think that there's room in a veganic product for the tiniest amount, 1% to 2% of uh, mined chelated minerals and maybe even a little what I'm calling purified bat guano. Nature's Nectar makes a product called um, – Nature's Nectar makes a phosphorus mm -hmm. that is derived from bat guano. But if you notice, it's a clear and odorless liquid. It's also dead. If you look at it under a microscope, there are no microbes left in it. Mm -hmm. And the purpose behind not having any microbes in the food that you're, that you're putting in adds to the benefit of veganic farming indoors. Because you want it – veganic nutri nu nutrition, veganic farming is 100% safe and non-toxic to all living things. So that's why, that's why it's nice to know if you're living in a Chicago or a high-rise in Chicago or New York or, or in some city, you don't have to bring animal excrement into your home. <laughs> and, and, and so that's a big – that's another big reason why I'm bringing veganics um, – trying to bring awareness to veganics – so that as we come closer and closer to legalization, more and more people will find it appealing to grow, you know, in small confined places in their homes. Well, um, you're also doing some seminar type stuff, right? I mean, that's uh, a pretty new thing for you recently. You've done some Oaksterdam stuff, and now I think you're doing something in Michigan. Where where can people find out more about Veganics and more about uh, Kyle Cushman and, and these, these techniques that uh, you're espousing? Well, uh, my new home, my new home of CushmanVeganics.com is actually MedicalMarijuana.com. Um, yeah, and Matt Rise is on there, uh, <coughs> a few other uh, cultivation experts. That's, that's Yeah, we're, 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 it's pretty new. We just launched on 420, and uh, we have live streaming chat and live video streaming capability that we'll be taking advantage of in the future. 
You can post your, your own grow videos there. And I try to do live blogging there every day. Um, and there's a lot of knowledge about veganics and there's always an expert there to answer your questions. So medicalmarijuana.com is a really good place. You can also find me on Facebook, of course, uh, my page on Facebook, Kyle Cushman. And, um, that's a good, good resource for, I posted all of my albums and photos. They're organized by vegetative and flowering and super cropping and things like that. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Kyle Cushman. Um, we're going to go to break right now. Just want to say thanks uh, to Kyle for coming on and being my first uh, cultivation guest on Free Weed with Danny Danko. And that's what we're, we're working on for everybody. Free Weed. Free Weed with Danny Danko. Rock and roll. <laughs> thanks. All right, we're back. Uh, that concludes our first show here of Free Weed. And I just uh, want to let you guys know I'm really excited. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, it's going to get better and better. This is our first one, so we're just trying to work it out. You know, I want to thank uh, Normal uh, for the opportunity. I'm really just happy to be a part of what you're doing. I want to encourage everybody to join Normal and, and participate in the ending of marijuana prohibition. Um, you know, keep in mind, you can find us on iTunes, uh, hightime.com slash freeweed. Uh, I'm going to make a Facebook page for the show, so we'll have a freeweed Facebook page. You can always tweet me at Danny Danko. Uh, send in your grow questions to deardanko at hightimes.com. I want to thank uh, Mason, Craig, and Kyle, my uh, guests, my producer, Mike G. Uh, I'll be in the chat room at StickCam when this airs live, so uh, I'll be talking to you guys there. Um, that's it. For, you know, free weed. We want to uh, keep on growing, and we'll see you next week. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko, come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on Normal Radio, presented by High Times Magazine. Simi Boom, bang. Big respect. Simi Danny Danko.